Hi, Emily. Hi, hi, Trevor. Happy to see you. You Great look to see great you as well. and the view around you, just amazing. Please tell me, tell us where you now, how you feel there. I'm feeling great. We are at the beautiful Villa Sol up in the Guanacaste province here, still in Costa Rica. Uh, this beach that you can see a little bit of here, I think in the background is uh, Playa Hermosa. I should be checking my Spanish before I go down to Argentina. Don't don't need to pronounce that H. Playa Hermosa. And uh, we're just one beach north of, of Playa Coco, which might be a little bit more of a, a popular, commonly known one in this area. But we've got some nice resorts, nice Airbnbs, nice sort of family bay area here. But it's it's been beautiful and uh, we're loving it. Great. So do you see actually difference between beaches? Uh, you know, and, and sea and different, uh, it's still, it's Pacific part? Yeah, still Pacific side, uh, but definitely a big difference in climate. As you can see from out here, very different, uh, different in the green, you know, lush sort of Costa Rican typical biome that we might see in somewhere like Mando Antonio when I was taking a call outside there. Here is much more dry. Um, we've seen some actual forest fires, not big ones, but small ones up on the hills. Like here, we'd see them burning at night, but uh, that's been consistent up in this area and we were also down closer to tamarindo for a week at playa protrero and we also visited playa flamingo i uh, did some surfing at playa grande and we've seen all the different kind of beaches along the area and up here they're beautiful nice and sandy uh more sheltered for families to do you know more sailing and, and different sort of activities but less big crashing waves down uh, tamarindo as you might know that area is still known for its uh great surfing in the nearby beaches in the surrounding area. So we've uh, had a good time here exploring all the different beaches. Great. And so many expats, many uh, foreigners around in this region? We noticed more, I'd say, in Tamarindo <laughs> and maybe in Playa Potrero as well. Up here, it seems to be many more vacationers. Lots of people coming to this resort in particular from all over the world. Um, we learned even on the weekends, lots of Costa Ricans like to come up and just enjoy the holiday sort of area for the weekend. But uh, in Tamarindo, we've seen lots of cool communities, sort of gated you know, community living for all sorts of different sort of age groups. And we saw a big sign actually for Playa Potrero, a new one uh, they were just building that has a, you know, a kindergarten to grade 12 school in the, the community, has access to all the different yoga classes and and sort of health and wellness classes and you know a lot of cool communities that are um, showing up in this area as this area we learned has a longer dry season so very appealing for people who want to stay out of the rain um, more more months of the year how your parents like it like your family members yeah my my parents came down and have been with us for nine days now here uh, for a nice two-week vacation, and it's seeming to be more and more of a discovery trip for what they might be enjoying in their retirement years as they're uh, approaching that age, and uh, they're thinking about they don't really want to be spending their their winters in, in the Canadian cold. So it's uh, it's cool to see how how you know the more we see and the more we talk with different people who are living life down here, um, how it's opening up different ideas for them to maybe uh, explore some different retirement options they might have in, in their uh, fun years ahead. 
Yeah, I mentioned to you, I think, uh, recently that there is new upcoming uh, Canadian community in Tamarinda, specifically kind of uh, people from Ontario, as far as I know, maybe others will join as well. So there is a lot of options and I wish them the best to discover, to find whatever they like. And I might help from my side, but I'm happy when people you do the steps and, you know, have open mind and uh, really discovering uh, better places and good lifestyle options for themselves. Yeah, it's great to see. I know my recently retired aunt and uncle are, are looking at some some property uh, down here as well to invest as they're looking to you know sell up in the GTA. So I might, might have to be putting you in contact with some, some other fellow baby boomers that I know are, are thinking about their options ahead of them here. And what about cost of living? Uh, I understand that you are... Uh, maybe not have a lot of exposure to it being part of, you know, living in all-inclusive now or Airbnb, but anyway, like comparing with our, you know, GTA, like people who don't know Great Toronto area, Canadian, how, what is your feeling in this regard? We're always constantly reminded when we go enjoy a, you know, beautiful dinner or a, an expensive excursion that uh, no matter, you know, how, how much uh, we rack up expenses, it's also cheaper than living in Toronto. So it's... Uh, easy to compare and enjoy the, the the sun, you know, the warmth, the beautiful sunsets, even when an excursion, you know, we're looking at doing a, you know, another cruise for sunset or not a cruise, one of the sunset sails. And, you know, it might be something like a hundred dollars for the afternoon, but knowing that, uh, you know, the overall cost of living here is still quite reasonable. Um, it might be a little bit more expensive being a more family oriented sort of resort uh, touristy area than others in the country, but we still found a couple sodas to enjoy, you know, local Casado sort of dinners when we were not in the all-inclusive here. Um, but we've had a good, good balance of, of costs, you know, incurred during our, our stay up in this region. So I'd say it's quite reasonable. Okay, great. Uh, and what about the internet, which is very important for many remote workers? What quality, what did you find comparing with ours or just in general? Yeah, it was funny. Actually, I was speaking with a client of mine last week. She was uh, at her apartment in Toronto, and I was at the poolside um, at uh, Playa Potrero at our Airbnb. And uh, her Wi-Fi cut out on her, and she was thinking, oh, it's funny, you'd think it would have been the Costa Rican Wi-Fi that was giving problems, but it was actually the Toronto Wi-Fi that cut out. Um, so that was was pretty funny. For the most part, the you know upload-download speeds are comparable. Um, but we do, you know, always make sure we we check in with the Airbnb host to see what that looks like beforehand, because we've seen um, we stayed at one hotel just for a couple nights, um, sort of hotel resort place in this area, actually. And they just didn't have the Wi-Fi uh, built up for Nomad. It was more of a family, you know, resort vacation area. And uh, we, we found it was it was hard to you know, still do work from the pool side. So it was uh, keeping us in a room and we had to get work done. So always looking into those options, but for the most part, it's, it's been pretty good as well. It's very interesting. You know, I for, for years, from my own experience, I was uh, comparing and saying that um, in some uh, islands uh, in Costa Rica, I've had better internet versus 
uh, I've had in downtown, not only in downtown and suburbs of uh, Toronto, but I wanted right. uh, people hear from you because, you know, it's a different experience and you are in different places. They have very good internet, not expensive, uh, really. And I was even buying, you know, the card, like local card, unlimited calls, uh, data, like all these details. I was amazed how kind of non-expensive it is comparing with our services in this regard. Yeah. Oh man, yeah, telecommunications in Canada definitely don't miss that. We I think paid for 4,500 colones, like $9 Canadian for a 2-week 15-day recharge which gave us, you know, 5 gigs of data with all social media and ways all unlimited. It was just, you know, we we, we won't need it especially when we're accessing good Wi-Fi, but always having that option um wherever we might be is is, is pretty comforting as well. And people are welcoming, I mean, local people. And so Pura Vida, well, tell us a couple of words about your Pura Vida, which is really the best two words, uh, which Costa Rica is known for, <laughs> but your own experience of Pura Vida. Yeah, I think by the end of our six weeks here, as we finish up our, our final four days now, flying out on, on Thursday, um, we've really, really learned uh, the meaning of that term. Uh, I think, you know, directly kind of translates that it's a pure, pure life. Um, but through speaking with the locals, uh, we've just gone on a few excursions here, getting to know some of the locals who've guided us on different hikes or, or different tours, um, learning, you know, the the history of, of Costa Rica and you know, going through all the different things that might have been happening in other Central or South American countries. They always stayed consistent to being neutral, to being, you know, aligned with their values of uh, pro-life and, uh, you know, good life for, for all, um, you know, in a way that they didn't need to have an army. They still don't have an army to this day. You know, they're able to, you know, have all their beaches are completely free to, to everyone. No hotel can own a beach. You know, there's no armed, uh, you know, security on the edge of a beach to keep people from, from walking onto it. So uh, I think that kind of has all represented really well how the people are welcoming, very giving, very warm, and uh, you know, just great to get to know more locals and experience uh, the local culture here. Very nice uh, examples. By the way, you know why they don't have army? They have agreement with the United States that in case something will be American army will take care of it. So yes, they can save on the army and uh, uh, you know invest the savings to economy, to tourism, to the infrastructure, to make healthcare and, Costa Rica and the education. Yeah, ecological. You know, the example of how. People care about uh, nature and yes, so they kind of uh, in this regards like one of the American state, but it's it's independent country and very good example of good life in Central America. Yeah, there might be a lot of uh, North Americans coming down to, to live here because of how appealing it is, but uh, definitely don't feel like we're just hanging out in an American state by any means. No, they uh, do represent and keep keep their culture strong here. Um, even as us as gringos integrate into it, uh, you know, it's good to to see how we're also respecting the nature and the the culture as as well as as we can as we you know share the natural beauty as we we visit or or, or live amongst the, the the local picos and picas here in Costa Rica. Great, great story. And tell me, my friend, where's the next time I will find you? What are your plans for the next couple of weeks? Next stop is Buenos Aires, Argentina. So we're flying out on Thursday, 
looking forward to settling up, uh, settling in there for, for six weeks uh, before we head over to uh, Cusco, Peru to explore some of the, the Sacred Valley and learn more about the, you know, the culture over there. Um, but yeah, excited for a bigger city and uh, more, more populated, more, more diverse uh, sort of experiences all within one city. Um, so I'll be tuning in from there next time we speak and, and looking forward to sharing some updates about life in Argentina. Amazing, amazing news. I'm really happy for you. So thank you very much for your time today. And the next time we will speak from Buenos Aires. Talk to you then. Thanks so much, Emily. Take Bye. care. Buena vida.